I'm Bear by Disc, and this is the Shane Clanker Podcast. Welcome in everybody to the Chain Clankers Disc Golf Podcast presented by Upper Park Disc Golf. And I have a question for you at the start of this episode. Are you ready to take your disc golf game to new heights? Introducing Upper Park Disc Golf, the ultimate destination for disc golf enthusiasts like you. With a wide range of premium disc golf bags and accessories, Upper Park is here to elevate your experience on the course. But not only will they be elevating your experience on the course, you can now use promo code CLINKERS10 at checkout to get an exclusive 10% off your purchase. That's right, 10% just for being a loyal listener to this podcast. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, Upper Park has the perfect gear for you. Experience unparalleled comfort, durability, and style with their innovative designs. So don't miss out today. Visit UpperParkDiscGolf.com today in Revolution your disc golf game remember to use promo code clinkers 10 for that extra 10 percent off choose upper park disc golf where champions rise today we've got a champion on the podcast one of the hottest disc golf content creators on tiktok youtube instagram he's got an amazing tilt shot in his arsenal we're talking to bear bite discs bear how are we doing tonight we're doing fantastic i'm stoked to be here yeah, super glad that uh, we were able to connect and learn more about your disc golf journey. You're someone who I constantly am seeing on the For You page. So you're definitely doing something right, and it looks like you're having a ton of fun out there on the course. And so I kind of want to start with, when did you first get into disc golf? So I started disc golf in 2011. It um, coincided with my best friend uh, at the time. Oh, he's still my best friend, but... At the time, um, he had some disc in his car, and he was kept pestering me. He's like, "Oh, we should go play some disc golf." And I was just like, "I don't want to play disc golf, but also I am who I am, and I'm very competitive, um, especially so then I was super competitive, and so he just kept peppering me about playing disc golf. So I was just like, "All right." So we ended up throwing the disc in my front yard, and then we kept throwing them. And then slowly started throwing further and further until one day I threw a disc and it went across the street, hit the house across the road. And I was just like, well, this, it's getting too much. I'm having too much fun now. So I was just like, I have to, let's go see what this disc golf course is about and see what we can do there. That's awesome. Yeah, I feel like a lot of new players kind of have that experience of like, oh, come on, man. I'm not I'm not trying to play disc golf. And then eventually they break down and end up loving it. And so what was that experience like for you when you got to the course? At that point, it seems as though you were already kind of interested in it, enjoyed throwing it around. So then when you got to the course, did those feelings continue or did you have any setbacks? So once we got to the course, I, like, so 2011 is dramatically different disc golf than people that started playing now. Uh, my PDJ number is 55747. So that's many, wow. many moons ago is where my PDJ number starts. Um, back then, disc golf wasn't what disc golf is now. You couldn't just hop on YouTube and see a tutorial about every part of your disc golf game you've ever needed to see. Um, so when you ha learned how to play then, it was just about word of mouth and who knew something about how to throw good. Me and my mm -hmm. buddy did not know how to do that. We were both terrible, but <laughs> I kind of like, he kind of showed me how to throw. And then I, like, I slowly kind of figured something out. But at first 
we were just back. Like we thought throwing 150 feet was awesome. And we had no idea that you could throw. Like we just assumed that you could throw as far as the baskets were. And some of them seemed like there's no way anybody's going to be able to throw 250 feet. Yeah. Um, so we got out there. And then the very first time we went out and played, um, we got finished. And when we got finished, these guys were squids. They were swimming in the pond at this course. And because if I don't, I've been a squid before. Uh, and, um, the best thing about it, or I, the worst thing, I guess, is you find tons of discs, but 97% of them are DX or leopards or some things that you don't want to actually have. And these guys gave us like 25 discs. And it was just all these wow. like jump discs that nobody really wants, but they're great for beginners. And we were just like, oh, this is amazing. Now we have all these discs. And then that's that's what really kicked us off. And then occasionally we would just go throw. And one of the uh, discs was the first disc I ever threw far. Like it was probably like 200, it was probably 250 feet how far I went. And I was actually in the backyard of my house. I and it actually headed towards the um, highway, and I was just um, I was just throwing out there. And I was like, I've never been on so this whole distance to anywhere close to all the way to the highway. So I was like, Yeah, this is perfect. So I was out there throwing all the discs, and then I get to one of them, and I just throw it like I've been throwing all of them. And then it goes all the way across the first half of the highway into the median, and I wow. was like. That was terrifying because I was like, somebody might have just died, but also I just threw it so far. Yeah, did you were you able to retrieve that disc, or was it was the highway too busy that it was lost forever? Oh, you guarantee I was going to get that disc. I was like, <laughs> I just threw this forever. I'll I'll venture to the end of the world to get this disc because I was like, this is the one. Because that that right there is probably what started the the fo focus for on one disc for me is like everybody's had that disc that they've thrown and it had that perfect shot that one time. So they were just like, this is the perfect disc for me. It did what I wanted it to do. Exactly. And all I wanted it to do was go far. So I had a real simple <laughs> expectation. Yeah. So I go pick that disc up and I bring that back and I, I had it forever. I still know what disc it was and it's the craziest disc. It is the dragon. <laughs> what the water floating one. <laughs> By Innova? <laughs> That's it. I never, I've never wow. really used it uh, since. The, like, I've used it during that time frame, but I've never used one since then. But they are ultra flippy, so makes sense why I got got it to go far. Yeah. What What is that disc for you today? A disc? Oh, talking about just throwing really far? Yeah, just like, I mean, kind of like how you're saying that one disc where you pick oh. it up and it just does what you do immediately in love with it. Like in your bag right now, what would you say is that disc? So I have two. I have one. Okay. Um, obviously, I can't not say the tilt for the 90% of answers that people ask me for stuff. But that's because my whole brand is built off the tilt. And so I've thrown, I don't know, I think like I did the calculation uh, like four months ago. And it was close to 30,000 shots with the tilt. And wow. only in a year, like that was in the first six months. 
or the first, yeah, the first six months of me throwing it. So I was just like, that is no, there's no guarantee to say that there's any disc other than that one that I'm better at throwing because I've thrown so much. I have so much consistency with it. So it's just, I have to say that one for most answers, but also I have my other discs that I love. Uh, right now, I love the tumbleweed is the other disc that I like to uh, throw a lot. And it's because it's so flippy. Um, you don't have to use any power. Like, it's the easiest throwing disc that you can get because it's a 10 speed, but it's also a negative four. So those counterbalance mm -hmm. each other. So it, if you throw it soft, it will just fly straight, no problem. And then I also like to overpower everything. So I, and also I only throw pretty much on hazard flips. So I'll throw some crazy hazard flip angle and then it'll flip all the way over and then it'll come back at the end. So I get a crazy shot out of it. And that's pretty much the basis of who I am. I like to throw the most exciting shots I can. I don't really care about how good they are most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's talk about that till, you know, you kind of said that was the creation or kind of start of your brand. Can you kind of go into more detail on how that all occurred? So I started a uh, bare bike disc and it was more, I knew I wanted to do something with content creation because I previously like tested the waters on building a brand many a time. So at first it was just my personal accounts. I was slowly building that up. And actually 2013 is the first time I like started making disc off content and growing as that part of thing. So it actually was going pretty good. Nothing was growing like it is now. So, um, I had like, I was, I was up to like a thousand followers. I had my first disc off sponsor and it's awesome. They don't, they still make bags technically now. Um, but it's, um, nutsack disc golf. If you don't know what that is, they're the crazy little tiny circle bags that are made out of like, um, not leather, but like a real nice canvas material. They're super cool. Um, we don't, nobody really has them anymore. And if they do have them, it's actually made by, um, another company called Rogue Iron. Um, but it is a cool bag and I was also super stoked that I got a sponsor. So <laughs> that was great. Um, and then from that moment, I was like, okay, this is cool. And then um, nothing really ever came of that time. So then once I moved to Florida, I actually started to make um, content again. But this time it was for my favorite college football team. Shout out to Alabama. I'm from Alabama. So the only football that I even like is college football. And obviously I got to be an Alabama fan if I'm from Alabama. So I started a podcast, or not like a podcast, kind of a podcast. It was more like I was doing um, a live game uh, commentary. And it was doing pretty solid on YouTube, but that was the only time. And it was only doing it while it was live as when I was doing good with that. And it never really picked up anywhere else. So it kind of, my want to do it just kind of fell off because they were I didn't see any growth in it. Then that, that directly coincided with me starting my disc golf content i was doing that mm -hmm. and then i was just like man i love disc golf let's see if we can do something with this again and i was just like i started thinking about a logo because i had there's this guy in pakistan that designs my logos for me 
and it only cost me five dollars. <laughs> nice. So he designed the logo for that, my other stuff for that uh, that channel, and I was just like, oh, I loved it. And uh, it takes a long time to get to a finished project because there's a language barrier. <laughs> but once mm. we get to where we're getting, he will do dramatic work, and then I'll tip him ten dollars, and then it blows his mind, and then he's just like. The whole service only cost five bucks, and you gave me all this money. Um, mm -hmm. And then um, I was so I have this tattoo on my forearm. Let's see if we can get that in there. There we go. Nice. And um, I actually got this tattoo. It's a bear that's on fire. I got this tattoo while I was in Florida because I had this crazy dream a long time ago. And I'm also Native American, so I have this thing about dreams and how they mean things. So I was just like. Um, I seen it, and I seen this bear chasing me in my dream, and the bear was on fire. And then the bear, and so the bear was coming and running straight at me on this road. I jump off the side of the road, and then I look back up, and then there's these Native Americans with flaming spears throwing them at me. And then I was like, "Oh my goodness, I am the flaming bear," and I was just like. It blew my mind. I wake up and I'm just like, what's happening? And um, so ever since then, that's been kind of my thing is that I'm the bear. And also, I'm on fire. I don't know exactly why I'm on fire, um, but I am. Um, So that is how I started like being the bear. And then when I started my channel, I was like, this is what I definitely want my stuff to be based around. So... I thought about, I'm real good at branding and uh, naming things and stuff most of the time. So my buddies will ask me what I should name something or what they should name something. They're trying to start something. And I always have a bunch of ideas. And then Bear Bite sounded cool is about the only reason I put the bite in there. And then the reason it says Bear Bite Disc instead of having the S on the disc is because all of them are four-letter words. So it lines up well and... Mm. So that all became part of my name just because it looks clean. And yeah. I like the way Bear Bite sounds. And then from that was um lit that was like two months probably before COVID started. And then we parachuted straight into <clears throat> I started doing uh disc golf content, but it was only based on giveaways. I was giving away uh disc and then eventually I became the giveaway guy. And I had, uh, I got to like 3000 followers just doing giveaways for disc golf stuff. And I would reach out to companies and kind of, I was the go between guy for companies and the people getting free stuff. So that was great. Um, I actually was a sponsored player at that time. So that got me to getting a sponsorship to play disc golf and every once in a while I'd shout them out and do whatever. Um, but, um, he was having medical issues, uh, the company I was getting sponsored by. So we had to disband, he disbanded his whole team and nobody was getting sponsored anymore. And at that time, I wasn't getting super fulfilled from facilitating all these giveaways because I would literally just reach out to a company. They would uh, set up what they wanted to do for the giveaway and then they would mail that directly to the person that won the giveaway. I never actually did anything but get those two people linked up so really it just there wasn't nothing there except for i was a facilitator of these people communicating and then i didn't do anything else after that 
And I was just like, ah, so I dropped off because I was also, what happened is I didn't see any more growth. I got to the 3000 and then I was, it stopped off. And I was also only doing Instagram at the time. I didn't have any other social media. And I was just like, well, I guess this is, this is done. We're, we're finished here. I never shut anything down. So I left the accounts open. And then while I was in Florida, I also moved down there for a job where I was designing at a computer. And so I stopped, um, I stopped going and doing as much because I previously did that. I worked at Walmart and I worked 12 miles. I walked 12 miles a day. So while I was working, then I transitioned to a desk job where I walked zero miles a day and I didn't have to do a whole lot at all. So I was just like, um, it really did not help in like my, like that's how I got as big as I did because I was, once I moved down there, I was making more money than I've ever made. Wasn't crazy. But it was more money than I ever made at Walmart. So I was just like, I can buy whatever I want. And uh, me and uh, my fiance would just go out and eat and drink and do whatever we wanted. And because we, I wasn't walking at my 12 miles a day and stuff ever anymore, I was just getting big. But I was also so happy. I didn't even care. <laughs> and um, then I was just like, we got to the, it was like four to six months later. I was like, I need to start doing something where I'm getting some kind of activity. Um, so I was like, I got this disc golf account. It's got, it's still like, it, it only dwindled like a thousand followers. I dropped down to like 2000 and I was just like, I still have this outlet for stuff. And then I was like, I, sh and I also kind of started getting into the fiance got me into TikTok, And I was just like, TikToks just kind of go off for no reason everywhere. So I was just like, I should start a TikTok about this too. Because nobody has, like, and nobody really can have my brand name pretty much anywhere because I already have all of them. If there's a thing, even if I don't use it, I already have an account made with my name on there just in case I need to start using it. And it is absolutely fantastic that I started the TikToks because I also didn't have nearly as much. Like, I am a self-confident guy. Like, I just generally feel confident by myself. But I was at a size where I was just like, oh my gosh, I don't want to, I don't want to film myself because all I'm going to get is flax for how big I am and me being outside. And I was just like, but if I do, it'll make great content because the people will be there. It will be hate filled and I will not enjoy it. But if I can push through it, I will get some great content to be made. And let me tell you, I started off, um, making my videos where I wasn't in it that much throw. So I, you could see like my arm or something. You wouldn't see my whole body. But then a month or like I think a few, probably a month later, I made a video and like more of my body was showing and the video instantly did like, I don't know, nothing crazy, but 1200 views or something. And I was just like, okay. So like, I was right. If I, if the more of me that's in it, the better the video is going to do. So I made a video and it was completely me standing there throwing. Um, I hadn't figured out my tilt shot yet, but I was throwing thumbers because I knew I could throw thumbers and be super active. So I throw a thumber with a Draco and it was a great shot. Uh, my whole body was in it. I was a big man. So people got in there. They hated all over me, 
but I took it all in. I didn't, I didn't shy, I didn't, I didn't shy away from it. And but the video did great. It um has done ever since then. Everything started, and then that directly coincides with when I started my tilt shot. I got the first tilt. It was the, the big hype. It was the super hype. Simon comes in here. He's like, I'm pregnant. This has never been thrown before. And then I seen all these videos and I was like, this is super cool. I get one and I was just like, okay, this is cool. I go out and I make some videos of me throwing the tilt and I do all the shots I can think of even kind of throwing. And I was just like, yeah, this is cool. And then I was like, so because I know how thumbers work already at this time, I was just like, I'll try all these thumber shots. So I try a direct over the arm thumber with the tilt and it does something crazy. It doesn't turn left or right. It just goes straight like a knife. And then if you throw it high enough, it'll keep doing that for like 200 feet or probably like 150. And then it'll hit the ground and then it'll roll in a straight line. And it's the craziest thing ever. And it hit. So I had a cone out so I could get a general distance of how I was out. And it hit a cone at 300 feet in a direct line of me. It hit it, knocked it over. And I was just like, this is the craziest thing I've ever thrown. And um, so I was like, but that that can be useful. But also lived in Florida and all the courses have super low ceilings. So I don't really have a chance to throw that shot. Um, And then I was, uh, I tried to throw it with the sidearm shot one time. And that shot didn't really do anything at the time. But when I threw it, I was just like, but this could be something great because if you throw, like anybody that's ever going to throw this shot, you're going to see that your first time throwing it, it's going to go so much more left than you expect. And it's going to be like, ah, what, how did, how did that even happen? And then, but when that happened, I was just like, it went pretty far though. I could do something pretty crazy with this. And I like, well, we're here now. So it's some definitely crazy stuff which has happened, but I practiced that shot so much. I got it super fine-tuned. Now I have copious amounts of tilts. I think I have 14 of them. And they're fantastic for consistency because the reason people see all my ace videos and stuff is because usually in the first five, I really, it's my first three shots. Uh, the first one's either going to go in or it's going to be short or long. And the second one, is either going to be the opposite of what the first one was. So if the first one was short, the second one's going to be long. The third one is going to go in the basket if one of those other two didn't. And that's almost the generic gameplay. I also, I'm real freakishly good at making things go in to whatever I'm aiming at. It doesn't matter if it's uh, shooting something or if it's throwing something. I'm just getting real good at aiming stuff my entire life. So I just had this good depth perception. So that's how I get my aces as much as I do. I tell people all the time, that is my special ability, is making discs go in the basket. It's not that I'm that great at disc golf. It's just that I'm real good at that one part. So I have four tournament aces. Um, I have 21st shot aces. And then I I don't know what the number is right now, but it's like um, 27 uh just aces in general that aren't a first shot or a timer dice. And that's everything about the tilts. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, that is a lot to unpack. And I want to continue, I guess, with let's start with the tilt part, right? So when you're making the, the content for your videos in journal, maybe it's a tilt, maybe it's a different disc. How often or I guess how many times are you having to hit that record and throw the shot before you're like, okay, that was the one that's making the TikTok? Oh, so my content is so previously when I first started, it was definitely I got to get as many great shots in as possible. Then I realized that my best viral content is never even me throwing great shots. It's me throwing bad shots and people just talking trash to me. So I was like, I will. I don't care anymore. I'll just make content, content, content. Um, so I make a bunch of videos. And at first, I was just making normal amounts of videos. Like I was posting once every couple of days, maybe once every day if I could. Um, but also, I wasn't making nearly as much content at the time because I didn't realize how the system worked and how you made things work faster. So if anybody's wanting to make content, all you got to do is get your thing, whatever you want it to be. And then if you're kind of charismatic, you have some qualities where you can get people to watch you, then you'll have your end. See, I'm a big guy, but also I'm very confident. And I'm also, I, I like to talk. So I'm I'm okay. I like this is my thing. I always knew I wanted to do this. I always knew I wanted to talk to people. I always wanted to make content. I just didn't know how I was gonna do it. And now we're here. Um but to make really good content, all you gotta do is um have those traits and post as much as possible. I hate to say this because I was just like, how is this the only thing I wasn't doing already? But I got to shout out Gary V. He is the man when it comes to social media. I was doing every, so I listened to his book. I was doing 97% of everything that was in his book. And I was just like, okay, I'm knocking all these things down. And the one thing I was not doing was posting constantly. He says in his book, you should post seven times a day across all platforms. And I was just like, well, let's, let's, let's chill out there. That's aggressive. Who can do that? But also, I, the people he's talking to are people that are only making content and they don't have jobs. So I had to find a balance of where I could do that and do what I do. So I did. I decided I was going to post three to four times a day, maybe even five some days. And I did. And once I started doing that, my content and growth and everything just went through the roof. Everything started... 10x and everything my views my followers everything about disc golf uh content correction went through the roof and it's not realistic for some people it's a very if you're if you're ready to see it happen and see things go forward if you start doing it daily like that on such an aggressive scale it will happen it didn't happen like instantaneous but i'm talking weeks later and i'm saying actual weeks not months Weeks later, you've seen the growth. It may not be as big as you want it to be, but it was pretty consistent from those points. And then it just kept getting a little bit bigger and bigger. And then after a couple months, I'd hit another thousand on every one of those numbers. And I was just like, this is how you grow. So I just, I have not changed anything about it in a long time. Uh, I'll Now my number is very specific. I make my Burt video, and then I make three uh, videos that I post a day. 
So I'll make four videos daily. And it's perfect. I don't know if that answers any of your question, but I, I no, that's okay. And I'll just go. <laughs> no, that's okay. I I feel like I can pivot and, and move with the water. Uh, so that kind of leads me to then ask: when you're making the content, one, how do you not burn yourself out slash run out of ideas? Two, how are you making the videos? Like, are they the same video and you're putting it across all the platforms or is each platform getting a different video each day? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, so all these questions. Uh, burnout, super easy for me. I am so intrigued with the gross and the moving of numbers. So mine, I can't get burned out because if something goes down, I need to know why it's going down and I need to know what I need to change to make it. So I'm also, like I said earlier, I'm competitive, but now I'm competitive in different ways. People ask me all the time, I'm going to play tournaments and stuff. And I'm like, I can, and I might do it occasionally, but it's definitely not going to be my brand, mostly because I tell people all the time that I will do tournament stuff, but it's after I actually have a videographer because I can't film mm -hmm. and play a tournament at the same time. There's no yeah. focused enough to do that. Like, I can do one or the other. I can film stuff at a tournament or I can play in the tournament. I can't do both or both of them are going to be bad. I'm going to make bad videos and I'm going to make, I'm just going to play bad. So once I do get a videographer, you'll see more tournament play, but I'm not going to do that that much. Um, but burnout is because I'm competitive and I see the number. They're either, and if they go down, I'm a little more intrigued. And if they go up, I'm um, so stoked about them going up. So if I start seeing certain things that I'm making out of my content make things better and growing faster, I'll start making those, that thing a little bit more. Um, with my tilt shot, that was growing aggressively for the longest time. People are like, this guy's throwing a tilt like this. And it blew everybody's mind. So people get stoked about it. And I was just like, okay, so this is my thing. And um, what was the other half of the question? Burnout and... And are you using the same video across okay. each platform? Or is each platform a different video each day? Okay, so with content, this goes back to Gary Vick. Everybody across all those platforms don't see the same things. So this is a big thing for um, him saying things in his book. And I was just like, this makes so much sense. So I used to feel bad about posting all my content across everything. But then I was just like, 
none of these people follow me across everything except for a couple people that I know and I see all them. And the people that do follow me and I know that they do, they uh, the, most of the time they're people that love watching my content. So they are commenting on the same videos across everything. So I appreciate them. Shout out them. There's one guy specifically, Adam's Family Disc Golf. This man watches every bit of my content three times, four times, sub-times. And I'm just like, this guy is dedicated. So shout out to him. Um, and let's see. So I do post it on everything because I, it makes me feel bad because to know that Gary Vee is actually right about all his crazy stuff and his empire that he has, it, it's crazy because you never want somebody to, that's like doing everything right to actually be right about everything. <laughs> and so... Um, I look at his stuff and I, I, I watch a bunch of it. I still see some of it from time to time and it might, ha it might help me pivot to things like when he, like anytime a new app comes up, like as soon as threads came up, I was like, I'm going to be there because that's one of Gary V's things. If something's new, dive straight into it, get into it super deep and then be a part of that thing because that might be the next thing. Because if y'all don't know, Gary V made a ton of money off of Twitter and that's how he started his empire. And then it all escalated from there. But, sorry all the Gary V talk. Um, two things he says is, when you're making content, make all of it. Because stuff is subjective. He definitely says a different word. Um, but your content is subjective. It doesn't matter what you like. It only matters what the people watching it like. And the people love whatever they love. Or they hate it. So I make two kinds of content. I make content I know people are going to love. And I also make content that I know my haters are going to hate so much. Because there's a key tenet to me making content is I'm a big guy still. People hate that I'm a big guy and I do things actively and I make physical uh, content. So where it shows me being active out in the world, haters hate it. They don't watch anything but that one video. But when they watch it, they see it and it makes them angry because one, I'm getting a bunch of views and a bunch of likes, but I'm also doing something active and I look like I'm not active at all, which I, I understand. I, I don't understand the hate so much is because what it is, is people hate on you because they have their own personal issues. So what makes them feel better is when they hate on you. So after I figured that out, I now just take all the hate in. I don't even I don't even clash with them. I don't say nothing crazy, but that's also for two reasons. I do that because I know it'll make it a better interaction, and it also makes them mad. If you don't give them anything, any kind of inkling of you being angry, it makes them so much more hostile, and they're just crazy. And I love it. I love to provoke a little anger in folks, especially if they want to come at me so hatefully. And hateful comments litter <laughs> all my stuff. And there's three ranges. My content on Instagram, very little hate. Um, even when a video goes pretty viral, my hate on Instagram is not that high. TikTok on the hand, hate not that high. But if one of my videos goes viral, like I get a few million views on it, extreme hate. The people come in and they ravish my com uh, my comments. But... People will not deny the fact that I will go in and I'll comment every person. Good comment, bad comment. I'll comment to every single person because that's another part of engaging in your content. Helps you out. 
and then YouTube. YouTube is a place where monsters are made, and they come in, and they they just hate so hard. They do not appreciate anything you do. They hate everything about you. But I love it because those things just make me better. Like, I grew up in a very questionable life growing up. Um, both my parents have been to prison. <laughs> and my mother was also the strongest woman I've ever met in my life. But she was also very angry sometimes. Those things coincided with her love for me was also very high. But she was also very mean. <laughs> so, it was a weird coexistence. But I learned to adapt and deal with it. So when people say hateful things to me on the internet, doesn't bother me at all. Because the person that loves you the most in the world also would say hateful things to me sometimes. And I knew she didn't mean it at the time. She was just angry. So she was hateful at that moment. So I deal with that. And I dealt with those people. So I'm just growing exponentially with all these hateful people. But I love it. It just helps me grow more. Because... If you see your content as a thing where only it is numbers, so when you're getting hateful comments, all that is is increasing everything you're doing. So it's not a bad thing at all if you're getting a ton of comments. It's not a bad thing at all if there's a ton of people liking your video. It doesn't matter if they're hate likes. It doesn't matter if they're hate comments. If they're engaging, they're engaging. That just means more people that those people know will see their comment, and then they'll engage, and then you'll just keep growing and growing exponentially. So don't worry so much about what they're saying, and also don't interact with them as you're angry that they said it. Now, there are some things that will definitely make me a little hostile, and it has to do with when people say I'm bad at disc golf, because I am not great at disc golf, but I am also not horrible at disc golf. So when they start saying, oh, you're terrible at disc golf, blah, 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 it makes me sad, but also I will not show that to them because you got to keep all that stuff inside of it. It'll make you feel better, and it will also not give them satisfaction of being like, oh, see, this is what gets to them, and they'll come knocking at your door all the time. Yeah, I, I think that's really good, and, and a couple of things I'm taking away from that is, first, the hate comments. Honestly, TikTok is so out of pocket compared to Instagram. Instagram is so nice, loving, happy, and then you go to TikTok, and it the pockets are out people don't care that you're a person and uh yes i've definitely noticed that that is i'm glad that you said that as well and then the second thing i was thinking about also is how you were saying people would hate on you for being a bigger guy and it's always hilarious to me when people are like well bigger people need to work out be outside they need to be active and then you do those things and like why are you doing this and it's like do do you not see that your logic is flawed are you just a moron or like, is this part of the bit? Like I'm confused. So those always crack me up and, and are ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and the last thing, the question on this that I want to ask is you, you said that you avoid that burnout by looking at the numbers. What are the numbers that matter for people who are trying to grow on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube? What are the mat? What are the numbers that you're looking at that indicate I need to do this? I don't need to do that. So really when you're seeing content, Really, your tote like your biggest number is your reach, because at first your number like your view your views not going to be that great, uh your likes aren't going to be that great, and your comments are definitely not going to be that great if the other two numbers aren't high. But if your reach is getting bigger and bigger, it's a number that only shows that people are getting more and more exposed to your content. 
But if that number keeps getting crazy large, the other numbers will grow incrementally. And it is perfect if you want to grow content. So if you see that reach number keep getting a little bit bigger, all your other numbers are going to keep going. You just got to, um, when you're making content, you always want to focus on specific things. And it's on what video is doing well and what you did in that video. Uh, my, my tilt videos were my number one video for a long time. And then people started, my, my viewers started getting burned out on me just throwing tilt shots. So then I had to open up to more stuff. And I did. Now my shots, like, and also I've been playing disc golf forever. So there's pretty much not a shot I can't throw except for forehands. I don't throw forehands. I don't like forehands. They're bad. Um, I, mostly just because I'm bad at it. So that's the whole reason I created the tilt shot in general is because it's a shot I needed because everybody needs to be able to throw a forehand. I just can't physically do it for whatever reason. So I made the tilt shot and it gives me that forehand flight without throwing a forehand. And let me tell you, everybody assumes I'm just throwing a really bad forehand, but it's because I'm throwing a tilt thumber. I'm so my super choppy forehand is actually just a crazy thumber. And people are just like, why are you sewing your forehands like this? And I'm like, it's never a forehand. <laughs> and so when you're making these videos across the board for all three, four, five places you're going to post them, is there a central app that you're making it in, downloading it, and then uploading it? Or is it like TikTok? Okay, I make everything in TikTok, and then I just upload the TikTok to Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. So I wish it was that way. I've yet to find anything that works the way I would want it to, so I don't worry about using them. Um, I do mm. make all my content on one app specific, uh, specifically. It's called Splice. It is fantastic. It's one of the best apps for editing, I think. Um, it, it does have like a yearly fee of like something crazy low. You pay $10 a year, I think. So it's mm. super affordable. Thank yeah. you. <clears throat> Anybody that watches this, you will now know the secret. That's how I do my zoom-in effect. Everybody always asks mm. me how I make my zoom-in shots, and it's with that app. It's the best one I've found, and I love it. So I've used that one for 90% of my stuff. I also have some other video apps that I use for uh, doing edits, but most of those I usually use for like one specific niche thing that they do really good. So they're not even, but all my stuff is mostly spliced. And it works great. So if you want to have, and you want to be able to make content great, that's where you do it. And then when you're posting content, I wish there was something that posted everything everywhere that actually did it the way I wanted to. Um, because there are apps that do it, but they post it in a way that they transform it when it starts intermingling between the apps. So I don't like it. So uh, it just kind of makes things a little bit off when it goes to all of the. Oh, okay. So uh -huh. I don't like that. And I'm a person that likes things a particular way. So I have to go through every single one of my accounts that I'm posting things on to. And I have to post it myself. And when I'm putting music in there, you got to go to each one of those to do music. I don't do a lot of music stuff anymore now that I actually, I did a poll the other day. And I found out that most of the people that watch my content just want to see me talking, which blew my mind. They want to see me talking before the video. And then they want to see the throw. And then they want to see me talk about the shot after I throw it. So that was super cool. I did not expect that. I really expected them maybe to like me to talk before the video and then throw, or maybe they like to see me talk after the video and throw, or maybe they just like short 
me just throw in the throw. In. So, which blew my mind that they wanted the longest form of all those. And that's how I know what content I make is because I'll ask, now I have such a great following that I can ask all the people in it what they want to see. Before you get there, you have to just see the numbers and see what like pops them up one day and what knocks them down another. And it'll eventually get to a place where you know that if you post this content, you know it's going to do okay. Going viral is a crazy animal in its own right. There's no like there's no algorithm in your mind that will create the perfect content that'll go viral ever. Like there's videos 90% of my videos that are viral videos are me throwing bad shots. Like, it doesn't make sense that this is my viral video, and then it'll just get a million views, and I'm just like, I don't even know how that happened. Like, I didn't even, I didn't do anything good in it. Yeah, I feel like all the videos that I make where I'm like, this is it. This is the video. It's going to do great. I'm like, wow, that was horrible. I put so much effort into that. And then the ones where it's just something bad that happened while we were playing disc golf. It's like, oh, that's the one with 100 plus thousand views. Heck yeah. So glad that that's how that worked out. Barrett, this has been such a fun interview. I've loved getting to learn more about you and your disc golf journey and how you've created your brand. Where can people follow you on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube? It's at Bearbike Disc on everything. So if you want to find me anywhere, all you got to do is look at Bearbike Disc, and I'm the only thing that exists there. And if it's not uh, Bearbike Disc all together with nothing else in it, all four letter words, and they're all together, any spaces, underscores, none of that's in my name. It's just purely Bearbike Disc. So it's very easy. Just look it up anywhere. You'll po- I'll pop up. <laughs> Awesome. Hey, thank you so much for your time, Bear. Thanks for getting up early and doing this with me. I really appreciate it. And thank you guys so much for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed this. If you did, let us know on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Leave that Spotify, Apple review and let us know what you thought. And that's all I got for this week. So we will see you guys next week.